Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Are you kidding me? It's, and it's humid as hell. Where were you yesterday? Kicking in the mall just the other day. I was checking out the girlies and the schmucks and the toupees. It was time to get busy. It started getting dark. So we busted out the door onto the sidewalk. Walking back to the hotel from the bagel shop. It was so damn humid. It was on us like a mop. I was shredding like a mule. Frying like a blinch. I was swimming in my shorts. If you get the hint. All right, it is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. We are recording this on January the 29th, 2017. We hope this little audio broadcast finds you well, and most of the gang is here tonight. Junior, Senior, Kirk, and Alan, the Cigar Savant Friedman are all here. Yes, we are. Uh, conspicuous by his absence is Benjamin. It is his anniversary tonight. I don't know why that's important. I don't know why he couldn't be here, but use your imagination, Bowchick Wow Wow, whatever he might be doing tonight. Uh, so best of luck to him on that. Uh, I hope him and his life partner, uh, Jeffrey have a great night. <laughs> uh, but now that we've ran, ran through that, I, I will throw out there that I am smoking the Camacho American barrel age tonight. Uh, it's become a favorite of mine. Just a, a lovely little hint of bourbon flavor on the tongue there. Uh, Kirk, are you smoking anything over there? Yep, I'm about to light up a Last Czar. It's by Robert Caldwell. It's a, uh, wow. a limited release. It's uh, I think there's only 500 boxes. So, I'm fancy. And, Alan, I know you're smoking over there, so let the people know what you got. Well, of course you know I'm smoking. I am doing a Romeo Aging Room. Uh, it's a small batch uh, F25 by uh, Rafael Nadal. And I can't remember I if I had really that particular enjoying. one. But... And speaking of Alan and his uh, cigar savant ways, we uh, discussed a couple of days ago, we wanted to do a segment on Alan's recommendations for proper humidification. So I will let Alan take it away on that note. Well, you know, I'm going to start out by saying that I'm going to call all of you my cyber-smoking buddies. <laughs> For a technical term. Fair enough. I'm honored. Now, good. Now, you know, if I had the ability, right now I would have us playing some music from, you know, Two Live Jews, Oi, It's So Humid. And and then I'd throw in a, uh, a clip of somebody going, yeah, man, but it's a dry heat. When we talk about humidification, there's some things that I, th- I think are incredibly important for you to know to start out. One, two kinds of cigars. We've got dry cured cigars. We've got wet cigars. Now, typically in the U.S., uh, mostly Europe, Latin America, even Asia, we are smoking wet cigars. There is a small portion of uh, Europe, uh, even here in the U.S., where they smoke dry cured. Uh, These are cigars that literally have the uh, moisture baked out of them. They give a really long shelf life, and for all intents and purposes, they're pretty tasteless. But the wet cigars that we all love to smoke, these are cigars that you know we're typically buying uh, out of a humidor in a cigar shop. Now, when we say wet, the tip here 
is that we want to keep uh, 70% humidity, 70% uh, temperature. Now, I'm not going to talk much about temperature. Let's just say that everybody's got their cigars at 70 degrees. When it comes to the humidity, and we talk this 70 degrees, we can really go 10 degrees either way. You know, you know Mark... I don't. I don't think you or Kirk could really tell the difference between a cigar at sixty-eight degree, sixty-eight uh, percent humidity, and and seventy-two percent humidity. I mean, you'd be really hard pressed to do that. But yeah, I, I would guarantee you, I could not. Yeah, m- most of us couldn't. So when we talk this seventy, we're, we're just going to say that's an average. Now, you know, I don't want to be. Um, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy here, you know, I I don't want to be a physicist, a chemist and come up with all this crazy stuff about humidity. I I, I think most of us really worry too much about this. You know, we're buying our cigars from cigar shops, cigar clubs, cigar bars. Uh, These are um, really well humidified systems. So we know we're getting our cigars in optimal condition. At least I hope we are. And this is important because if we smoke a cigar that's too dry, the smoke is going to be hot, it's going to be harsh, uh, the taste is dull, and it'll burn quickly. If the cigar is too wet, the humidity, let's say, is too high, not only is it going to be hard to light and, and keep it lit, but, you know, we run the risk of promoting mold and we run the risk of the wrapper splitting open uh, as we smoke it because the, you know, the wrapper is not absorbing humidity the same as the interior. So we want our cigar optimally humidified. How's that? Now, <clears throat> excuse me there a second. I had to drink a drink of water and get myself humidified. <laughs> Typically, we get our cigars home. And one of two things is going to happen. We're going to store them, put them away for later, or we're going to smoke them. Now, if we're going to smoke them immediately, this is, you know, we don't have to worry about anything. They are not going to dry out on the drive home from the cigar shop. If we're smoking them at a cigar shop, you know, they're not going to dry out by the time we sit down and get them lit. But if we're storing them, we've got to consider that humidification. So we're either going to put them in a plastic bag, we're, we're going to put them in our humidor, and then we have to worry about them. So, Mark, how do you worry about your cigars? Oh, well, for the most part, and this comes from quite a few years of having a traveling job, I have a couple of travel, let's see, actually three travel humidors, uh, two fifty counts and a couple of five counts. But typically what I do uh, these days is, and I'm not sure if they say it Bovida or Bovida, uh, if you want to correct me on that one real quick. It's Bovida. Bovida. Okay, but the, the Bovida packs are incredibly convenient. You know, you buy one, you know, they've got them in several different humidities, so be sure you pay attention uh, to the ones that you buy, because me and Senior have both been guilty of buying the wrong ones. But, ideally, I like to find either the 69% or the 72% humidity packs. And, basically, it's, it's like that old uh, rotisserie infomercial. You just set it and forget it. You know, you put your cigars in the humidor, you put the humidity pack in there with them, and they're pretty much good to go. Now, the the other part of that is making sure that the 
the humidor itself is in a reasonably tempered environment. You know, you don't want to leave it in the trunk of the car or you don't want to put them in a deep freeze or something crazy like that. Although you can freeze cigars in an effort to kill beetles, but that's a, a subject for a whole other episode. But generally, these days, I've given up on the sticks and the <coughs> propylene glycol and, you, you know, all of the manual stuff and moved over to the Bovida packs. Uh, I don't know if Kirk and Senior are on that same well, roadmap I still, as I am. Yeah, I use the same packs that you do, but I've got one of the, uh, what is it, New Air? can't remember the brand name of it, but it looks like a... Uh, a small uh, apartment refrigerator with a glass door on it. And then, of course, I've got my travel humidor out here in the truck with me. But uh, with all of those, I do use the the packs. Now, one thing that uh, I was talking to Junior last week that kind of prompted this conversation, I was having some problems with the cigars in my travel pack, in my travel humidor. And we got to talk about it and realized I'd actually somehow picked up some 62% humidity. And I had them in there with uh, a 69. So they're just kind of fighting each other. And I think that may have been what was causing my complications plus the drastic uh, temperature changes that, you know, I deal with here in the truck. So. Hey, Senior, could I ask... Uh... <clears throat> What was the complication you experienced? Was it uneven burns? Uh, actually, the wrappers were starting to split. When I uh, I would notice, you know, when I first cut it, they would want to crack, and then some of them were wanting to actually unravel during smoking. So, so they're pretty crisp, pretty dry and crispy feeling to the touch. Yeah, I'm thinking the '62 uh, was drying everything out a little bit too much. Yeah, I can see that. Well, you know, this the Bovida packs are fairly new. And this is really just in, ingenious science, the way these things work. What What is so great about it is, is you've said, you said it and you forget it. Buy the pack, open it up, throw it in the box, close the box, forget about it. You know, in the old days, a year ago, you know, we'd have to buy distilled water. And by the way, if you're still using distilled water or putting it into a, a credo, uh, which is another kind of humidification device, which most of us have because that's what our uh, humidors came with, There's and there's still nothing wrong with that, but you have to keep... Uh, say on a weekly, semi-weekly basis, checking it to make sure you've got enough moisture. So the bovis is the so much side. Now, and another thing I like to use. Say again? Go ahead. I said, and on the flip side of the, the still water thing, you can also uh, put too much in, then you got too much humidity. Yes. That is also a problem. One of the great things about the Bovida is if you have too much moisture, it won't release and it'll actually absorb it. So it's a two-way humidification device. And they're just so simple and they're so cheap. So I highly recommend that to everyone. I I don't use my Credos anymore. They're, they're, they still look beautiful. They're in the humidors. But you know, now I just throw in one of those little envelopes and that's the end of it. Yeah. It's, well, the thing it's definitely the, go ahead. Sorry. The thing I've noticed, especially with the, uh, humidor that I have on my boat, uh, the little refrigerator like deal, they will last for probably three months, you know, the packs itself. So very rarely am I having to change those out. Well, if you yeah, know how to work it just field. right, you'll never have to buy them. You just just ask for them in the cigar shops. It's amazing how many of the manufacturers now ship their cigars with one in each box. Hmm. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember Fuente used to do that religiously. 
Yeah, Rocky Patel does it. A lot of them do it now. That is good to know. Hey, Senior, you mentioned something that I'm a big fan of with the Boveda packs is, you know, a lot of times people would ask me, well, how many should I put inside my 100-count humidor or my 50-count or my 250-count humidor? And I'd pretty – I mean, within reason, I'd say as many as you want because, um, like Alan mentioned, you know, they feed off each other. So if the humidity starts getting too high, they'll just start absorbing moisture out of the air. And so there's not a lot of risk of over-humidifying when you're using the Boveda packs. Right. Now, yeah, I use – I think I've got four in that that one humidor, and it holds eh, 250, 300 cigars, something like that. Now, another thing, I I would check the seal on your travel humidor and make sure that that seal is okay. Well, I have it right here, so we'll do do on air here. Take a look. Uh, Actually, it looks pretty good. I think it's more, uh, could be a matter of just me being in and out of it numerous times a day. And uh, some of the, like I say, temperature changes. It's you know sitting over in the floorboard sometimes. So, right. Well, you know, sometimes I, I'll take with a cigar out of a humidor, put it in my pocket, walk outside, get in the car, put the window down, light up the cigar, and the change in temperature is so drastic that the cigar will split while I'm smoking it. Hmm. So that could be a possibility. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. You you also might need to stop buying out of the dollar bin. (laughs) But I'm cheap. (laughs) We've already discussed that. I'm cheap. (laughs) Now, he does does keep a fair amount of... uh, what I, what I would refer to as road cigars that are eh, you know, what normal people would equate to mowing the lawn cigars. Uh, Yard guards. Yeah, there wow. you go. You know, you don't always want to smoke something really good when you're just riding down the highway. But, but I'll agree. You don't want to yeah. dab it off when you're mowing the lawn. All right. Well, here's the tips that I want you to have on humidification. One, if you are smoking typical American enjoyable cigars, they're going to be humidified. And if you're using liquid, you want to use the, uh, you don't want to use tap water. You want to make sure you're using distilled water. And the easiest tip I can give you is just use the Bovida packs. Set it and forget it. Yeah, and I mean, even if you're paying for them, you can find them all day for, you know, four bucks. And that's for the bigger size packs. Can I can I add a yeah something? I'm not sure if you guys experience this down south, but in Minnesota, in the winter time especially, um, there is. Very little natural humidity in the air. Um, things just dry out terribly. And a lot of folks struggle, even with Boveda packs, struggle to keep their humidors at, you know, that 68 to 72 level. And a lot of times in the winter, people say, oh, I think my humidor is broken. And it's because they can't get it past, you know, 62 or 63. And I, I always tell them the same thing. Unless your humidor crashed to the floor or unless... Um, you know, you opened it too aggressively and bent a hinge or something, the likelihood that the seal just like magically went overnight is pretty low. Um, and I always encourage them just to add another Boveda pack or to maybe put a shot glass with distilled water in there, just anything to kind of give your humidor a boost. And that fixes the problem 99% of the time. So if anyone is experiencing a you know, very low humidity in the wintertime, I would say that's probably more normal than not. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we get temperatures here 
you know, to 40 degrees, we, we can lose all humidity. So I, I completely understand that. You know, there's another point to make, and, and I don't want this to become uh, a discussion about humidors. We could save that for another time. But it is amazing how many of us have cheap humidors and we really don't know it. You know, we, we bought them because they looked beautiful. They might have had a great seal two years ago. But from just general use of open closing, open closing, that that seal doesn't really exist anymore. And the humidor really wasn't that good uh, at the beginning of keeping humidity. You know, if you want to get a, a, a really good, inexpensive humidor, you know, I've got to recommend that you go with the uh, Otterbox type that really have that super incredible seal on them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at a decorative desktop, tabletop type humidor, unless you're talking about the uh, expensive Daniel Marshalls or the Ellie Blue, you're going to have a hard time finding a humidor that will actually keep things at the right humidity. Well, I think we've garnered quite a few good pointers regarding humidity, both what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So to move on, we'll hit a new topic. And in case you've been living under a rock uh, for the last few months, you know that Donald John Trump is now president of the United States. Who? 45th president, to be exact. Uh, And something else we as cigar smokers know is that the FDA is on a tirade to try and ruin our favorite hobby. So my question posed to you gentlemen tonight is, do we think the Trump administration will have any effect or possibly stop the FDA from regulating cigars? Yes. Kirk, what do you think? Oh, I 100% 100 think he will. I think one of the first things he did when he got to office was sign an executive order putting all pending legislation on hold, and that included the FDA uh, ruling. And I would be floored if that thing is opened up again anytime soon. And if it is, I am all but certain it will be modified. Well, I'll tell you, my my take on this is that it's going to take an executive order for the things that the FDA has already done to get it thrown out. You know, one of the worst things about business is uncertainty. And there's so many things that the cigar manufacturers were having to do. And they're still juggling. Do we do them? Do we don't do them? You know, how much do we spend on this? Nobody knows. So I, I think the an executive order is going to come. I would agree, Alan. I think, you know, an additional to what was previously mentioned, I know that, you know, President Trump is extremely pro-business and pro-jobs. Um, we've seen that already with some of the moves he's made to keep people from shipping jobs overseas. And I believe the legislature, legislation that's actually trying to fight the FDA is, I forget the name of it, but it has something to do with small business uh, right in the title. And again, I mean, if, if with Rocky Patel and, and the Cigar Rights of America out there um, speaking on everyone's behalf, I'm certain that once, once uh, President Trump hears that what the FDA is proposing is potentially going to put multiple businesses under uh, and make enjoying a legal uh, product very difficult. I, it's going to, it's going to die. I am, if I was a gambling man, I would, I would give it like, you know, pretty good odds. I, I'm 90% certain it's going to die. Yeah. And I'm sure. Yeah. I, w- I would tend to agree. Th- there are things that are a little bit more important than cigars for him to, do that executive order during the first week. We'll get yeah. to at least the third week in office. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, the, fir- the first week we handled immigration, we handled, uh, uh, and there's another big one too. So I think you're right, week two or week three, that's probably cigars. Yeah, I, I think by day three, the TPP was dead. Uh, the Dow was over 20,000, and he was already talking about building the wall. So Yeah, uh, moving quick. Man on a mission. Nice to see for a change. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Now, uh, <clears throat> this is the one I've been waiting to get to ever, ever since a few minutes ago. Uh, Taranio has released the Vault, which is two different blends. Uh, supposedly, these came from a blend book. Uh, a secret blend book that the family has laying around somewhere. Uh, but one subject we brought up was Taranio uh, appears to be ripping off Camacho branding uh, with the large labels, the bright colors, even the fonts pretty similar. Now, granted, they don't have the Scorpion, but uh, to me, it looks pretty similar. Also, one that Ben sent us over earlier in the day the La Aurora Black Lion series, uh, same thing, bright colors, big bands, the whole nine yards. But Alan mentioned earlier having a, a special take on this one, having heard a little something from the man himself. So I will uh, throw this over to you. Well, uh, I also want to throw in that, you know, you've got Aging Room that's doing those same giant colorful bands. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I had... Jack Taranio in the shop. And the second I saw that, you know, Taranio vault blends, I went, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You're ripping off um, Camacho. This looks just like a, a Camacho power band. And he says, well, take a close look at the foot band. And look at the box carefully, and you'll notice that it looks a lot like the CAO Flathead logo. He says, so they ripped off the CAO Flathead logo, and we kind of ripped off there. So it goes both ways. (laughs) Now, you know, that's... That was his immediate response. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I'm going to put this more in the category of I think this is a trend. When you walk into a humidor, you, you know, you are just overwhelmed. You're like a kid in a candy store. There, there's so many cigars, brands, boxes, styles. You know, what do I go for? So they're trying to catch your eye and they do that with the band now uh, I, I will say I really hadn't thought about it from that perspective of you know trying to differentiate <clears throat> excuse me differentiate yourself from what's in the humidor and I, I definitely see the point because you know when you've got the, the small bands you know it's less noticeable uh some people like senior have to get their glasses out to look at it. Actually, <laughs> senior wears glasses. He would actually have to take his glasses off to be able to read it because uh, it's a weird thing. If you're going to throw me under the bus, get it right. I have to take them off to read. Yeah, it's might be time to get the eyes checked. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could see it. The bright colors, the the large type font. I, I can see both sides of it. Uh, you know, they're definitely... They're definitely borrowing from one another. Uh, I I termed it shamelessly ripping off, but th- that was probably I, too hard. I, I don't too think harsh. it's a ripoff. And I wonder if, you know, the, the companies that are actually designing their bands may be the same company. So it could be the same designer. Now, I don't know if that's, that's true. But you know, it certainly is possible. I want to I want to play and, devil's advocate here for a second and uh, and politely say that Jack Taranio is full of shit because this this is very politely. I'm sure he's a very nice man. Uh, 
you know, I do agree with the concept that, yes, I mean, Gurkha's been doing it for years. A big, noisy band probably helps them attract attention in the humidor. But to suggest that the, new, the, the rebranding of Camacho, which was the first company, as far as I know, to use the five or six different colored boxes and have matching bands, and the bands were huge, you know, bold reds, bold blue, bold yellow, bold orange. That was a first. I mean, and it was a... I mean, it. I remember when I put those in my cigar shop, people were like, what the hell is that? And a lot of people didn't like it because it was so over the top. And personally, right. I think... It's not, it's not traditional. Right. Well, I'm looking... I'm, I'm on the Taranio webpage here, and, and they've even rebranded... Or not rebranded, but chosen some different bands for, like, their Taranio Exodus line, which is a fantastic cigar, by the way. Uh, you know, it used to have a very modest... Um, gold embossed band and, and the new band is, is quite large and not quite as flashy as the new vault. But um, I don't know when I first saw this, uh, this vault band for the Toronto orange and the Toronto teal. I mean, it, change out the letters that say Toronto and replace it with Camacho. And I would have been like, yep, that's a Camacho. It's, I mean, and they even have the same bright boxes that Camacho use. They have an orange box and a teal box. Um, so I don't know. To me, this is uh, if you if you want to be loud and you want to attract attention, that's fine. But I think you need to find an original way to do it, uh, so as to, to not think or not make people think that you're you know just copying someone else. Well, before we get too far away from the vault, is is this? just a rebanding of the original vault that they had out or is this supposed to be a couple of new blends out of the vault book new blends so they we know yeah yeah they still have um the vault line actually has i think three or four cigars in it uh and then they've added these two new lines the vault orange and the vault teal are both new new blends that also have the vault name And since we've we've mentioned Camacho's name about fifteen times in the last thirty seconds, so we might as well spin off into the uh, Camacho story. Uh, they'll be adding box press uh, options to three of their lines: the Connecticut, the Corojo, and the Ecuador. Ecuador. Good lord, I can't talk tonight. Uh, I happen to be a fan. <laughs> Shut up. <Eric>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I happen to be a fan of the Corojo and the Ecuador, especially the Ecuador. I've got four or five of them sitting in my humidor now. Uh, they're going to be making box presses, but they're going to be adding Pennsylvania Broadleaf as an extra filler to all three blends. Uh, I get the the adding of the new size. I'm not sure I see the reason for the changing of the blend. Uh, but they... Apparently, you know, they called me, uh, they left a voicemail, I didn't get it, so they, they didn't get to consult with me when they did this. Were you, were you writing your dissertation at the time? You are just too busy? I must have been, you know, it's, my life is swamped, you know, I, just, I saw Camacho and I was like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it later. You're on the phone with Rocky Patel in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, you know, we got, we got the FGA thing, we got to deal with the bigger shit. You're busy, with, you're busy. You know, box presses, yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love box presses. I, the, the blending thing is the only part that confuses me. So I have well, a th- the. Uh, Go ahead. The broadleaf isn't that typically a wrapper leaf? Uh, I've seen it used as both. Um, do you guys Do you guys remember the Panacea line? Um, Oh yes. Panacea yes. has a fan so they grow their their Pennsylvania broadleaf in the in the uh Amish lands of Pennsylvania and um so they use it both as a wrapper which is a fantastic cigar that was the green band and then they use it as a filler leaf in some of their other lines. Um the the one theory I have regarding Camacho using it is I think Camacho's slogan is like what is it bold is back. Does that sound right? Yeah. So Pennsylvania Broadleaf, you guys remember that Panacea Green, earthy, I would say it's a bold flavor. I mean, it's, it's, um, it could be a background flavor. 
because it's not spicy and everything like that, but it has this very um, powerful kind of farm fresh taste to it. Um, and so maybe that was their, their thought. Yeah. The, the panacea green is like an overwhelming earth, earthy scent. It's like smoking one of those rolling up and smoking one of those pine tree air fresheners. It's it's just, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's a very, now I don't think that's what Camacho went with here. I think it's, I think it's going to be more along the lines of a Lucia Kentucky fire cure, small element of the blend, but it's, I don't know. I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. I I am a little bit you, Mark. Um, I really like Camacho, especially the Corojo and the Ecuador. I would hate to enjoy those cigars as much now that they've... Uh, Camacho has not let me down too much in the last few years, ever since the rebranding, so... Um, which was a huge letdown. <laughs> yeah, you, you were... A, I remember you were a particular fan of the original Camacho Corojo. It's an incredible cigar. Absolutely incredible. And the current Camacho Corojo does not live up nor does the CLE Corojo, which is supposedly the same blend. It does not. Neither, neither of them bad cigars, just neither of them as good as the original. Now, you two, Junior and Senior, you guys are big fans of the Camacho Triple Maduro. Uh, and that one right. supp- supposedly was unchanged with the rebranding. Um, have you guys experienced a difference with that cigar, old versus new? I think it's still close. I've smoked several of them, and there, there's little to no difference, I would say, between those two. And also a big fan of the Camacho Diploma, and the box was used for my cigar box guitar made by Adair and Sons. You can find them on Facebook if you want a cigar box guitar or other items made from cigar boxes. Nice plug. Shameless plug. Right. Yeah, shameless plug. Got to get in a plug for a friend. You'll <laughs> Billy yeah. Favo. So, Mark, tell me, when you uh, cut into your uh, Camachos, what do you like to use? Uh, well, I've used a little bit of everything over the years, but really, you know, V-cut, straight-cut, punch-cut, the whole nine yards. Uh, I, I went on a punch cutting kick for a while. I went on a V cutting kick for a while, but w- the one thing I found is the, the most convenient thing to have around is, uh, is a straight cutter of, of some kind because you can straight cut every single cigar exi- that exists, uh, with a punch cut or a V cut. You can't necessarily say that now. Thanks to Senior and a, a generous Christmas present, I'm currently using the uh, Zycar XO, which is their new circular cutter, which uh, I have to say is quite amazing. I've used Zycar's XI line for many years, but uh, maybe it's just the newness or or something, but this XO seems just unbelievably sharp. I mean, it cuts through a cigar like a hot knife through butter. And I, I know Senior's used it several times, and he, he was telling me the same thing the other day, that it seemed sharper than his XI series cutters. But the the short answer to the question, favorite cutter type, straight cutter, favorite specific cutter right now, the Zycar XO. And Senior, I'll throw it over to you for your opinions on cutters. Well, now definitely, that new cutter you've got is, is amazingly sharp. And... Uh... But my favorites are still the, the XI series from Zycar. I've got several of them, the ones, two, and three. And uh, right now I'm using a uh, XI3 uh, Room 101 cutter. Is that the one with the uh, the skull logo? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, got it uh, from your shop up there. Uh with the skull logo on it. That's another I've got thing that, that one, and then I've got a 
another XI3 with the uh, wood, uh, Coca-Cola wood on it, and Cigar Tipsters engraved on that one. That's right. Those are my go-tos. That, that Room 101 is a collector's item now. That Room 101 is dead. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, his isn't he maintaining his jewelry and uh, accessories line? Uh, I know the jewelry. I hadn't heard one way or the other about accessories. I I want to say I saw something a little blurb somewhere that within his jewelry he was still going to maintain his uh, cigar accessories. And Kirk, what's your cutter of choice? I'm going to kind of jump on the same bandwagon here. The uh, I have an XI2 that I've been using for three or four years now. It might be getting to a point where I'm about to mail it back to get it sharpened. That would be my go-to cutter. However, Zycar's V-Cut uh, is perhaps my favorite cutter of all time. I just one. Uh, the V-Cut that they produce at least in comparison to the other ones I've tried, it's just it's a very sharp blade. It does a great job of stabilizing the cigar while you cut it, and it's a nice deep V to uh, whether it's a six by sixty or even a torpedo, you can you can get where you need to be with with the V cut. So, uh, like Junior, I think I used to be big into punches, uh, and just over the years I've experienced with punching for some reason. It can lead to, uh, I guess I'd call it a resin building up at the the mouth of the cigar or the head of the cigar. So I kind of went away from that. But I'd say Zycar Zycar till the very end for me. Yeah, and you notice three of us have said Zycar, and a lot of that has to do with not just the quality of the products, but the literally no questions asked lifetime warranty. Uh, throw it off the Empire State Building if you can go find it. They'll yeah. replace it. You know, it's or if Kirk breaks your lighter trying to put fluid <laughs> in it, they'll replace it. Yeah, which which has happened. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh. But I will say I, I have been in the home of the cigar savant, and he has. I wouldn't even shudder to guess the number of colors he actually has. So, so I'm curious to hear his answer more than anyone else's as to the cutter of choice. I'm, I'm going to differ with both of you. Now I will say that I have not yet used that brand new round guillotine that Zycar has come out with. And for years I've cost, uh, you know, I've used the XI cutter, but right now my absolute favorite guillotine cutter is the lotus jaws serrated cigar cutter this thing is absolutely incredible i mean i I feel like i ought to take it out for dinner It, it, (laughs) it it's beautiful and it works incredibly it is so sharp and you would think those serrated blades are going to tear up your cigar and it just helps it slice right through, you know, like, like surgery. Also, when you use it, you'll sit there and go the feel to it. It's almost like it's got a set of gears in it. That's helping it close and open just a a beautiful piece of, of work now. And by the way, you know, Lotus is also now guaranteed for life. Anything goes wrong, send it back. They'll either repair or replace it. And um, that Lotus Draws serrated cigar cutter comes in at about 25 to $35. So it's not that expensive. And even uh, Cigar Aficionado rated it very, very highly. So if you haven't yeah, used it, Give it a shot. You'll fall in love. Now, yeah, that's, I've uh, seen that one advertised many, many times and been really curious about it. And I also have to say, you really surprised me with that answer. But yeah, I've been definitely curious about that one. But I thought it was more expensive than you just mentioned. I mean, for $25, $30, that's not bad at all. No, it's it's a great piece of equipment. 
and yep. it was they they've priced it to get into everybody's hands. Now I'll I'll throw another one at you. Uh, if I'm going for a V cut, my favorite lighter is the Calibri V cut, and you know I I love the V cut. I know it gives you a great amount of surface area to get your smoke. Uh, and that Calibri V-Cut is just phenomenal. I have yeah. heard I have heard really good things about the Calibri V-Cuts. Um, in fact, I did have a chance to use a brand new one. Um, now, keep in mind, a brand new cutter, if, if it doesn't just wow you on your first time using it, then it's obviously garbage. But this brand new Calibri V-Cut, yeah, it did do a very nice job. I just haven't seen one after two or three years of use and how they hold up. I think it's going on its second or third year and seems to be doing just great. Now, the Jaws cutter you were speaking of, is that the one that's kind of shaped like a football? Uh, Yes. Okay, I'm looking at it here online. That's a pretty neat-looking cutter. You'll notice it goes in brown and gold, a glossy black, a green and black, red and black, yellow and black. So they're very, very attractive. And that Calibri V-Cut comes in two flavors also. You know, there's their, their regular one, and then they've got a carbon fiber one. So depending on what you get, you can go with the V-Cut, Anywhere from thirty to fifty bucks. That's they've definitely, uh, you know, the the one issue with Zycar products is they are expensive. Uh, I know the the XOs are a hundred and one hundred nineteen, depending on the finish that you get. So it's nice to see Lotus stepping up and and offering that same lifetime warranty for uh, quite a bit lower price. Hey, Alan, is um, is Lotus related to Calibri at all? Are they sister companies? I cannot tell you that that is absolutely the case, but I do notice that a lot of the marketing seems to be together. So one may be a division of the other. And... Uh, that's quite possible because I remember several years ago, Calibri was in a lot of trouble. It was almost off the market and then it came back. So, you know, Lotus or the company that owns Lotus might have purchased it. Okay. Yeah, I, I was first, in my mind, I've always put them together and I don't know if that was accurate or not. But See, the only thing is I, I notice if you go online, uh, you see them together a lot. Okay. Well, and, you know, speaking of Calibri, I have one Calibri cutter. It's just a standard guillotine cutter, but back when I got it, they were literally giving them away as, you know, freebies, as uh, I believe it was Cigars International uh, that was giving them away. So, I mean, yeah, they've come a long way since their their days of being freebies. Now, I know you, you guys love... Zycar and and I have very fondness uh, for Zycar also, but um, you know when their stuff was made in Germany, it was great, and now that it's made made in China, you know I find myself uh, three four times a year having to send their products back for repair. I hadn't the XO is the first news I car product I've had in a while with the exception of one of the Turum lighters which is the tall and round uh, fellow it's kind of an oddly shaped thing but it holds a ton of fluid now Senior has my original one and has had a fair amount of issues with it he has my original one because he bought me the Turum in the uh it came in a set with a uh, a punch cutter as well. Actually, the first one he bought uh, of that set didn't work at all. He had to take it back the next day and get a replacement. Uh, and that's, you know, a very rare thing for a lighter not to work at all straight out of the box. 
Mark, are you still getting uh, all of your accessories in orange? Uh, let's see the XO is blue but yeah I I still have a lot of orange and I ended up getting a Zycar Illume that tiny little uh, single torch lighter I got it in uh, red red branching out huh but I I caught it on uh, Cigar Bed for like $20 which is only $50 so wow has anybody tried the Palio cutter I have not. I, I got one of them. don't know anybody who even carries them. I got one. Uh, there was a podcast I used to listen to, uh, and they raved about it. And I found one online and ordered it and was extremely disappointed in it, actually. Is it a guillotine? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a guillotine cutter. And... Um, it actually looks nice, and this one that I happened to pick up was CAO branded, and the looks of it's real nice. Come with a little nice leather case with it, but as far as the the sharpness of the blades and stuff, I was really disappointed with. And I think Junior you know, tried it, and same results. Speaking of of disappointed, you know I. I do want to come across as at least being fair towards Zycar. So I will say this. Uh, they offer a few different sizes of punch cuts. And again, it's your, your typical keychain punch cutter. And I would say that the three, $3.99 punch cutter is probably just as uh, good as the $35 Zycar. So, you know, if you are big into punch cuts, I don't know that I would bother with the Zycar version. And then additionally, Zycar has a multi-tool. Uh, now, some of the some of the tools on the multi-tool do come in handy for purging lighters and other things, but the actual scissor portion of the multi-tool, I would say, is a god-awful thing to do to any cigar. Uh, unless you really hate your cigar or don't plan on smoking all of it, I would not touch it with the... Zycar scissors that come on the multi-tool. You know, several years ago, I had to have a cigar scissor. And I spent a lot of money on this device and used it once. It just mangled the cigar. So I'm not really into the the scissor thing. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Alan. I think it has to do with the... Um, you know, the way scissors work is it kind of pinches on one side first and then it kind of, you know, closes in on the cigar as you go. But that's just compared to the double bladed guillotine where it's a nice even pressure all the way around. I just I don't think scissors are a good tool at all for cigars. Has anyone experienced a good cigar scissor? No, I've one I've got is terrible. terrible. I've got one and it's terrible. Which it wasn't very expensive, and uh, yeah, so we're all in agreement. Obviously, got what I paid for. Yep. And then I guess I'd also ask the group this: um, <clears throat> you know, the Zycar XI series and XO, and even the Calibri and other uh, guillotines that we're talking about. It's actually a double guillotine, so it's blades on both the top and bottom. Has anyone in this uh, group here? had any luck with a single bladed guillotine where it's a blade on one side and then just, you know, a barrier or plastic on the other side. I have used them. They're usually given away, uh, branded with uh, a cigar brand and they usually mangle your cigar also. Yeah, that was what I actually started with when I first started my cigar journey many years ago. Was was just a cheap I think it literally cost two ninety nine at some store, and you know I, I thought it was all well and good until I was introduced to the finer uh, accessories. So if there are any, and then um, I realized the mistake that I had made. Yeah, <laughs> if there are any novice cigar smokers listening, I would say this: you know the 
the single bladed guillotine. It might be a cheap way to start your hobby and to explore whether or not you're going to stick with it. But if you decide you're a serious cigar smoker, investing in a good cutter, whether it's Calibri, Zycar, Lotus, or any of the others that we've discussed tonight, that's an absolute must because without a good cut, your, your cigar is just going to be an uphill battle the whole way. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to spend spend the money on anything, spend it on a cutter. Don't worry about an expensive lighter. Uh, All all lighters basically put out a flame. Spend the money on a good cutter. You don't even have have to be a serious cigar smoker. You still want a good cutter. It's such Mm -hmm. a big part of the ritual. Uh, you know, the ritual, Alan, that's great you mentioned that because, <clears throat> you know, there are different different ways of looking at cigar culture. But I would add that one thing we haven't discussed tonight is, uh, you know, I guess Senior mentioned it a little bit. You know, there are there are cutters that have different, or the, excuse me, the same function, but have a lot more, I guess, flair or gusto. You know, and that's, that is kind of fun. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, getting chromed out bars or something like that on your pickup truck. You know, if, if you're big into cigars, uh, yeah, you don't have to have a flashy cutter, but it is kind of fun. And, you know, take some time and look through the Zycar page or Kalibi page or look on Cigars International because there's about a million different styles and look for one that kind of calls to you. I know, you know, I mentioned Junior having orange everything. Um so if you have a favorite color or a favorite team or whatever, you could probably find a cutter with that represents that. Or even a favorite brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And another, another way to pick some of those up sometimes at a really good bargain, I know Junior and I both got a, a deal uh, Famous Smoke Shops had for a while. You get, uh, you know, three, two, three, five cigars, and a, an XI series Zycar cutter for um, a really good deal. I mean, it was basically like buying the cigars and getting the cutter for free. And shameless plug number two, if you, uh, this is famous-smoke.com. If you spend at least $75, use the promo code free ship CT to get free shipping on your order. I segued into that one nicely, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that was completely by accident, too. Not, not even remotely planned. What was the website again, Junior? Famous-smoke.com. Okay. I wonder if... But yeah, they usually have some really good deals on, like he was talking about. I wonder if they have anything with a, a Zycar V-cut. I've been, I've been putting that off too long. i got to get one. I know when we got ours, they had several XI-1s, and then they had the... Uh, I don't even know what they call it, but the Zycar guillotine for the, the gigantic ring gauges. Now, Mark, if somebody wants to listen to this podcast, where do they go and what do they do? Well, you got a whole lot of options. Uh, we pretty much found on just about any podcast directory. Uh, you can go to iTunes and search Cigar Tipster, subscribe, and you'll get a little notification when we launch new episodes about every two weeks. Uh, if you're in the Android world, you can use just about any podcasting app you prefer. We're also on Stitcher. Uh, pretty much any directory, just search Cigar Tipsters and we'll pop up. And how do they get to our website? And that is CigarTipsters.com. We are Cigar Tipsters on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Cigar Tipsters, and Cigar Tipsters on Instagram. And with that said, uh, anybody got any final thoughts, closing items, uh, things they want to plug, events at shops, any, anything going on that anybody wants to talk about before, before we sign off? Well, we did have a grand opening here Saturday night. Uh, the Cigar City Club opened up a uh, cigar sports bar. Sounds like a good concept. Yeah, where where is this? This is in Atlanta. That sounds amazing. And uh, I am planning a big shindig for the, I believe it's the 18th of February. You guys ought to come down for it. 
February 18th. So I'll look at uh, more details when we talk next time. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. That's uh, that's one of my off days, so theoretically I could do that. I was going to say, now that's and a little cold to stay. do uh, Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Yes, it's the prequel to to the uh, Woodstock (laughs) tweet-up. All right, guys. Well, we thank everybody for listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast, uh, talking about the podcast. If you want to talk to us about anything, any ideas for the show, or any comments about what we've talked about tonight, hit us up on Twitter at Cigar Tipster, and we'll uh, be glad to discuss it with you. And with that said, we're going to sign off for this episode, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.